Hello everyone and welcome back to another podcast and before I go into anything further I just want to say that it's been a whirlwind of emotion and this past couple of months like specifically three months have been crazy crazy busy and I just I just think that there's a lot that we need to catch up on and because of that today I'm going to talk about studying abroad without romanticizing about it and my personal experiences with studying abroad and you know flying across the globe to a whole another country um with a new different time zone different environment different language different lifestyle to study live and grow so without further ado let's get started um the first thing obviously what we need to talk about the language barrier and the just kind of language shift that I need, I ha- I experienced. So I flew from Vietnam to the United States uh, on a twenty-hour flight. So the first layover is Tokyo, um, and I flew from Ho Chi Minh City to Tokyo, and that took about f- seven hours, seven hours, and then I I stay at Haneda Airport, International Airport, for. I would say four hours, and in that time, it was a completely different story because I had to navigate the airport. And I didn't know where everything was. I didn't know where you could buy like duty free souvenirs and things. And then from Haneda International Airport, I flew to John F. Kennedy International Airport in New York, and then I stayed there for about two hours or three hours, and then I flew from there to Indianapolis International Airport, and I arrived here officially at around six p.m. Um, and so let's start from the beginning. My the my check in process at Ho Chi Minh City at like. International Airport was horrendous. It was so long. I feel like everyone was flying on that day as me. And so the the line, imagine, just imagine the line. It took me about two hours to finally check in and just get like everything settled, my luggage all wrapped up and ready to go. And then my passport, my visa, my I-20, everything, just all the paperwork done. It took about two hours. And my dad had to sneak in with me because they wouldn't let another person come in. Because if you were flying alone, then only you would be allowed to come in. But then my dad, my dad sneaked in somehow. And so, because like if he hadn't, then I would have no idea how to do it. Because it, this is my first time flying alone, and it was everything was so confusing. First of all, and second of all. I don't. I didn't have the money with me, you know, because I transferred everything into U.S. dollars, and I had no like. I had just a little bit of Vien, Vien, Vietnamese dong on myself, so it was very hard. Uh, but then, thankfully, my dad was able to sneak in, and he saved the day literally. And so then, from Don Sung Yuk, I flew to Canada, right? And the flight was so rough. I don't know how I couldn't sleep. Um, I I could only fall asleep in the later half of the flight, and so because of that, I didn't have a good sleep, and so I was very tired when I landed in in Tokyo. And second of all, I didn't have you know the SIM card of Tokyo, so I only was able to use their free Wi-Fi, which was super slow, and I because. 
because of that, whenever I made a phone call with somebody like my families to update them on my progress and even my friends to, because my friend he knew how to navigate the airport. He's been to Canada Airport. He's been to New York. He's been to everywhere. Like he's he tra- he travels a lot, so he knows how to navigate the airport. And so whenever I didn't know how to do something. Um, when I was at the airport, I just called him, but it was very difficult because uh, I had to use the Wi-Fi, and the Wi-Fi was super slow. But besides that, everything was kind of smooth when I until up to the point I landed in Tokyo. So I waited there, right? I had breakfast, um, and then I went around, looked around, and just shopped at the duty free. I kind of regretted not having bought more stuff because I still have some like. Japanese currency on me quite a lot actually, and so I I I I should have like bought more because it was cheap. It's it wasn't like expensive or anything. I just I was just afraid that I wouldn't be able to carry it all to America, and so I just bought a little. Uh, but anyway, right? I got onto the airplane again to fly from Tokyo to New York, and it was a very Peaceful and smooth ride. I think even though I, I sat all the way at the at the back, it was like a bit loud. But because I had my headphones with me and because I was so tired, I fall asleep instantly. I didn't even have like meals because they provided meals for us. But then I was so tired, I slept all the way through. I didn't wake up, so I didn't know that they were serving food. So I was just like, yeah, I was just hungry again.、Um, But yeah, the moment I landed in New York, it was so different. The airport was different. I had no idea where to go.、Um, I had no idea how to like、um, check in my baggage for the last flight.、Um, so that was that was exhausting and terrifying.、Um, but thankfully, I had my friend, so I called him, right, and he told me exactly everything: how to do it, how to check in my baggage, how to get my gate. How to get by seat? How to get,、uh, how to get onto the air train to get to my terminal? How how to like check into security and all of that stuff? And after like everything was that everything of that sort done,、um, which took like about two hours. So I stayed in New York for four hours,、um, and after that I just went grab some lunch. Because、um, I was so hungry, and I just stopped at Starbucks and just ate, and then right from New York to Indianapolis took about two more hours, and then the moment I landed at Indianapolis International Airport, I had to like take all my luggage out, right, and that's where the nightmare began. So, I found most of my luggage except for one. And I waited there for about like half an hour because I already called a cab and I told him to pick me up at six p.m. at six thirty p.m. I I landed at six p.m. and I told him to pick me up at six thirty p.m. and so I had to like take all my luggage in in thirty minutes, right? And but I couldn't find my last luggage, so I was like I was I freaked out. I called my friend, he but he didn't know how to do. Obviously, understandable because like he. Was not an agent or something, and so I had to come to the agent of my air 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 like airplane brand thing, and I asked him where's my luggage,、um, and he couldn't find it either. He told me that oh maybe it 
it must have been delayed at New York, and people haven't had a chance to like uh, move it to the airplane to sh- to ship it to Annapolis. So he told me, yeah. So I had to like sign paperwork and had him had them like deliver my luggage when they found it to uh, my university, um, which was so complicated because in that luggage I had like important things. I have my clothes. I have my uh, skincare. I have my shampoo. I have. My, I I didn't put money in there, but I had um uh, my um uh, Crocs, my shoes, and just yeah, food as well. So it was like so inconvenient, right? But then never mind. You cannot control that, and so I just um made peace with that. I just went to the cop cab, went to the cab, not went to the cop. My God, went to the cab, um and. I was driven to my university, but then I didn't stay at the dorm because I flew early. So I arrived at my university four days or three days earlier um, than the move-in day, and so I stay at the university hotel. And it was like, it was expensive. Not gonna lie, but it was smooth, and it didn't have like room service. So I couldn't order food. I had to order food at a nearby restaurant, like and I. Went down to pick it up, but like all that aside, it was a rather smooth stay. And yeah, um, but the moment I landed in New York and JF Kennedy Airport, that's when like it really hit me that oh I'm I'm really in America now, and I had to like completely change my language. And I I don't know about you, but like everyone in New York speaks so fast and with an accent, it was so hard to like. Here and just to like comprehend what they were saying, and I remember like when the um the person, like the agent, like calling everyone to board onto the plane. She spoke so fast and with an accent that I it was hard for me to understand. It took me quite a while to understand what what she was saying, and that's like hilarious because I've been studying like English for like I don't know thirteen years and. That that's that's that made me realize that oh English in the textbook is different than English in real life, and even though I've been using English as kind of a regular language in my in my life back in Vietnam, but uh, you know it's not like native people, and it's not real real the real English that they use in America. So it yeah it was interesting to experience that. Um, but when I got to Indianapolis, everything was yeah. People people talk. It's easier to understand people here and how they talk. So it's fortunate for me that way. Um, and the second thing that I want to talk about is the jet lag, obviously, because like Vietnam and America is like especially where I live, it's like eleven hours difference. So Vietnam is like eleven hours ahead of Indiana Indianapolis. So in the first few days, I couldn't sleep. Right, I was like wide awake until one, one right, one a.m. or even, uh, I don't know. But then I was so tired. I around like two p.m., three p.m. Um, but then I was wide awake at one a.m. <laughs> uh, so it was an experience. But then I forced myself to not sleep at around two or three p.m. Right, because if you sleep, then you w- wouldn't be able to fall asleep at night. So I tried to distract myself. I went out. I walked. I do something, and not sleep. So that really helped. But then, 
when like orientation week heat hits, um, I was tired again because we had to like go. We had back to back meetings um, because we were like international students. There are a lot of things that we need to be informed of, like the paperwork, the tax, the um, I don't know language shock, culture shocks, all all those things. So it was like back to back meetings, and I was so tired. Um, but I powered through, and yeah, it was it was weird the first week of it just orientation and just like it was weird because I had to like push through not only like physically but also like mentally because I need to socialize with so many people and that was like the first time that I've ever met people from that many countries around the world and what it was and it was a shock to me at the beginning and I I kind of like retreat a bit. But then, yeah, I, I retreated a bit. And so because of that, I didn't make as much like foreign friends that I would I would have loved to. I only like stay close to my Vietnamese friends and Asian friends, which was a shame because I wanted to talk to people from other countries as well. But it was hard. Um, and one thing that I really noticed, though, is that people here don't really care what what you're doing, what you're wearing, how you look like, how you're acting. If that doesn't affect them. So prior to coming to America, I was I was kind of I was kind of terrified of how people would view me and how people would view my acne and my skin condition, which got progressively bad um, when I first landed into America because you know that two hour or like twenty hour flight was rough on my skin, and so. Yeah, the first couple of days were not fun at all. Um, I wore masks, which people here did not wear masks, and so I was kind of stand out because of that. But I chose to do that. But then when I fa- realized that all oh, people didn't really care about your acne, it's just you who are paying attention to that. I just kind of made peace with that, and I just kind of you know first of all took off the mask, and second of all just. Try to live in the moment and try to enjoy and try to be engaged in the conversation rather than just focusing on oh if people are noticing my acne or not you know and so that's one thing that I really appreciate America Americans for um, and yeah the the next thing that I want to talk about is obviously the weather because when I first came here it was hot like it was hot like Vietnam hot um, so I didn't have kind of a shock or anything when it comes to like the weather and humidity and stuff of of course like the air is so much more fresher clearer and the sky is so blue um and so i love that um and the first couple of days when i came it was like 12 degrees 13 degrees and i felt cold right but now looking back it was nothing um but it was understandable because in vietnam it's like 40 degrees but now it's like 12 degrees so it's like understandable right um but it's not like a huge difference so i could tolerate it and so um it didn't create a shock to my system and stuff but when like fall came and when the temperature started to drop um it was rough um i remember like especially this week this week has been insanely cold um it it was like minus one minus two degrees and um, the highest is like 15 degrees, um, but today is hot, today is like 20 degrees is the highest, but like the last couple of days, it's been like 5 degrees, 
one degree minus two degrees, and there was one night that it was snowing. But because I went to sleep earlier, I could see snow, which was a shame. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was so cold, right? And I experienced like cold weather back in Vietnam, specifically Hanoi, um, during like the spring, um, the spring season. But it was like a different cold because in Hanoi the humidity is very high, and so um, I think like you didn't experience that cold. Uh, but in here. The humidity is like so slow, and my my skin started to crack, and my lips got very dry. Um, it was like so cold. It's that makes it even colder, and it's like you can feel it to the bones, which was so uncomfortable. Um, but I think I still need some time to like get used to that. Um, yeah, that's the weather, and also um, one thing that we really need to talk about is like. College is no joke. <laughs> I mean, like, I should have, I should have known this in the beginning, but I, I didn't know that it would be so much of a different compared to high school and the workload, the schedule, you know, and having to be working as well while you're studying is like completely different from high school. Um, and even though, like, in Vietnam, I feel like my schedule is so much more packed. And my classes are longer. Have more courses, more classes to study. Somehow, college just exhausts me more. <laughs> Somehow, yeah, it's so weird. I'm still like amazed of how tired I am at the end of the day. Um, and it's in the beginning, the workload it's like light, obviously, because you're starting out. Um, the professor didn't want to give you much homework in the beginning, but as time went by. The amount of reading and writing and analyzing and I just call it workload. It's like increasing, and it was hard. It was really hard. And even though I only took like four classes, it felt like I took like ten, um, because I had to constantly review for a class. I have to constantly um, study beforehand, read the materials beforehand, um, and just try to pay attention to class and. One more thing: the classes here are not as early. It's I only have one one a.m. class, and the rest are like nine, um, eleven, or like twelve thirty. So it's not early, right? But somehow, I was so sleepy. I was so tired, um, which was a shock. Yeah, I don't know how, but like suddenly, like this one trip or like experience. To another country just completely changed my whole lifestyle, and just completely changed my whole system. And I need to like now like build and create a new system that works for this kind of environment, this kind of lifestyle, this kind of schedule. And it's yeah, it's taken me a while. Um, and because of that, the first couple of weeks. Was like so hard on me that I needed to go to therapy. So my school had kind of a free counseling service, where you can go there and talk to like a therapist or a. I would I would describe them as clinical psychologists. Um, yeah, but somehow like they're similar, right? Therapists and psychologists. I think they're kind of similar. Um, and so I talked to one of them and. You know, my first session, I was like terrified. I was shaking to death. 
Um, but then he made me very comfortable somehow. I really enjoyed his company and his openness um, and his welcoming energy. And so that helped. But at the end of the session, I was still shaking and I, I had to like stop and went to a, a bathroom, a restroom to like calm myself down because I couldn't walk because that's how I, that's how strong I was shaking. But then the sh- Many sessions later, I kind of made peace and I kind of got used to the fact that, oh, I'm going to therapy and I'm doing this counseling service thing. And I think that really helped me. Like it, it kind of brought up some issues that I think I really need to think deeper about, um, which, 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 was, which was good. And also having someone like validate your feelings, validate your struggles and experiences really is fulfilling and satisfactory. Um, And so far, I think my therapist has done a good job at that. Um, But like, don't get me wrong, the, the first couple of weeks were insanely hard. And it's not necessarily like the workload or something it's just that I have to like the amount of socializing I had to do and the amount of guilt I had whenever I could not or whenever I did not feel like socializing was like so much and also like the I don't know coming to college seeing all the people from different around the world and you know you will get attracted to certain types of people romantically and so that's another story for later but then yeah, it was so hard for me to like, um, I don't know, enjoy because my mind was like at like five different areas, like was thinking five different issues at the same time, which was a lot. And my sleep schedule was like completely messed up. First of all, I I mean, my insomnia was still this bad uh, back in Vietnam, but it's just weird because I expected... M- to be to like to fall asleep easier because I was so tired during the day, right? I was like physically exhausted and mentally exhausted as well. But then at night, I feel like I could, I still could not fall asleep, and so I think that I really need to work on that. Um, but so far, it's been it's been a whirlwind of emotion, as you can probably tell. And it's not until like this past couple of weeks that I've like I've like gained control back over my life and. I start, I start like implementing new, new routines, new mindsets, new thoughts into my life so that to get me back on track um, and to really, really get it started. Um, yeah, because I wanted to, um, yeah, I wanted to be financially stable. That's what I'm working on. Um, and also the love life thing, the romantic life. I, I want to like, give a long-term romantic relationship a chance Um, and so I'm kind of open to that and I let myself think of that more often as compared to Vietnam I would just like completely ban myself not ban but like distracted myself from all those thoughts right Um, so that's one more thing and another thing that I want to talk about is that the exercising and kind of the um, going to the gym and trying to stay fit and stuff because back in Vietnam I used to work out every single day like nearly every single day Um, but when I came to America I did not go to the gym that much especially the first month obviously because I had like 
adjustments to do, socializing and orientation, and, you know, just all of those stuff, transition period. So I did not go to the gym. But then after that, I started to go to the gym again. But one thing about America is that you walk a lot. Walk from your dorm to your class, walk, walk from your class back to your dorm, just moving around. That is a lot of working, walking, not working, walking. And back in Vietnam, I didn't walk much, you know, because first of all, Vietnam is so much smaller and we had like um, taxi services, stuff like that. So we did not have to walk that much. But here you have no op- no other option except for walking because first of all, I'm broke. So I could not like over or something. But second of all, it's still, like a short, a short walk. So I just walk and That's why I trans- transitioned from going to the gym to walking and also like playing billiards, billiards with my friends, playing bowling and just all of those things are exercising at the end of the day. You have to move your body. And so my kind of fitness mindset kind of changed because of that. I didn't like feel bad anymore for not going to the gym that often, even though sometimes I still do. But I just try to move my body more and walking more. Playing billiards is also like a great calorie burning activity and just trying to have fun while also moving my body. And I think that that's a healthier, more appropriate mindset. Um, but then this past week, I really wanted to like start going back to the gym and feeling strong again because even the like walking can help. But then I want to feel strong again and I want to like build muscle and stuff. So that's why I wanted to go back to the gym and I'm planning to go today. Um, so yeah, that's one thing. But it's good that, you know, my mindset kind of changed and shifted from going to the gym to just moving your body. It's, about, it's all about moving your body in a healthy, enjoyable way, right? And the final aspect I wanted to mention is making friends and socializing, which is a big, big part about moving abroad or, or just like college in general, because there's a lot of networking you have to make. And straight up, I want to say straight up that I regret not having been more sociable in the beginning with people, right? Um, because in the beginning, nobody knew nobody. Um, and... That was like a good opportunity for me to just go out there and just make as much friends as possible. But then I was shy. Um, I didn't feel like it. I was tired physically and mentally. And also I had this comfort zone, which are like Vietnamese people, Asian people. So I just didn't feel the need to go out of my comfort zone, you know. And so now looking back, I kind of regret it a bit because now when, you know, the whole college spin was in um people would just like they were they they were stuck to their groups of friends um and they would not they would not be willing to open up or welcome new people into their life because i it was understandable because college is so exhausting um and that's why i kind of regret not having been more sociable and having been more willing to go up to people and just say hi and make friends um and i think like friendship is another kind of topic for later but i just feel like i just i had to like live through high school over again in the sense that there are toxic people that i need to cut from my life right and there are 
aspects that I need to push myself harder and just get out of my comfort zone and talk to people because that's like the only way to start. You have no other way to network and to make friends and to um, socialize, right? And so um, I'm trying, I'm trying. My goal is to be more welcoming and be more sociable to people, um, especially me, hopefully at the start of the next semester, uh, when, you know, that's the the, the change of classes, um, I will meet new people. And so I look forward to that. Um, But yeah, I think in general, like to conclude, right, make it like an essay or something. Um, Studying abroad has been horribly transformative, if I need to put it that way, because I had to do everything alone. And this one thing that I really realized is that I'm an adult now, right? And I'm really responsible for my life right now. I I literally have full control over what I choose to do, who I hang out with, what financial decision I want to make. And it's it's terrifying. Um, but it's all like freeing as well. It's It's a lot of freedom. And I... I love freedom, but also I'm scared of it. I'm like, I'm scared to death of it. Um, but I'm I'm trying to be more responsible because it's my first time being an adult. Um, and if I had to choose again, I would choose to study abroad because even though like it was hard um, mentally, I I had to like go through a lot. And now thinking back. I was so strong. Like the first month, oh my god, that was rough. But it brought me a lot of lessons and it forced me to think deeply about what I wanted to do from now on because I yeah, I had I am the one to do everything, like laundry, vacuuming, grocery shopping, planning, purchasing things and just doing every possibly thing. And I know if I were to stay in Vietnam, I mean, I wouldn't have this much of freedom that I have now. And so, yeah, I think it's it's good that I have this opportunity. And when I talk to all of my friends, they all said the same thing. So it's it's good. Yeah. And so I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you learned something new about studying abroad. I hope you kind of have a real realistic view about what studying abroad looks like or like sounds like um and i hope that i would be uploading more because i i I just love like documenting my life this way and it's like my diary or something it's very therapeutic as well um i i i want i yeah i know that i i've said it a million times but Whenever I sit down to record and do a podcast, it really makes me happy. Um, Yeah, so I hope you enjoy as well. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And I will see you hopefully very soon with another episode. Bye.